0: Wait, that's a thing? Never heard of it. Oh, you have no idea. This is Haven Space, a safe place for fantasies. Brought to you by sex coach and researcher, Sarah Perry. Hi folks, Sarah Perry here. Today we're going to be going over consent, techniques for consent, defining what it means legally and also technically, Um, talking a little bit about how you have these conversations with people, what does it mean to be in a consensual sexual situation, in a consensual relationship. Um, I wanna talk to you a little bit about some techniques for negotiating consent when it comes to sex that can be more taboo, perhaps some kink communities, Um, techniques about using safe and traffic light systems that I think are gonna come in handy and will be amazing. long term for you and your relationships. First, let's discuss what a typical agreement would look like um, when you think you're ready to meet someone or engage in some type of relationship, whether that's sexual or not, or even just in maintaining relationships with yourself and who you are and your own growth sphere. Um, I like to call these the five agreements. There's actually many more, but they are based on authentic relating games. They're agreements that are used by the Houston authentic relating game community. And that's where I learned them. This is me paraphrasing the way that they, um, the way that they define these and you could have a slightly different definition and that's okay because that's part of growth. Um, The first one I always like to use is respect yourself, and that looks like if you need to step away from a situation, a moment, if you need to walk out of a room where you're actively engaging in sex because you're feeling uncomfortable, do so. You have not only the freedom to do it, but really the responsibility to yourself to know that you can end a consent agreement at any moment. It's an important part of how consent works, but it's also an important part of how we deal with ourselves and with other people. So let's start right there. How can you respect yourself? Make sure you're checking in with yourself. Is this something I wanna be doing? Is this um, exactly where I wanna be right now at this time? Especially when it comes to sex, those are really valuable questions to ask yourself. Secondly, when you are able to respect yourself and take care of yourself, then the people around you don't feel like they have to take care of you and then they're free to be exactly who they want to be because now they know that you are going to be okay, are going to say something, speak up or walk away if you're feeling disrespected or uncomfortable and that is super valuable in its own right. The ability to give our partners and our friends the trust in us that they don't have to be taking care of us all of the time can lead them to be more honest people with us and then really have like better foundations for our friendships. That would be my first agreement, respect yourself. Second agreement would be to be present, especially when it comes to sex. A lot of people have a hard time having orgasms, especially later in relationships, and a lot of that has to do with our inability to disconnect from everything else that's going on. So especially when you have kids with someone, then it becomes, oh my God, I didn't do the dishes, I didn't do laundry, who has to get this ready for school? If you don't have kids, you have an equal set of a bunch of random crap that honestly I have forgotten, but is just as important, like who's going to pay this rent, or who's going to take care of me making it to work at XYZ time, or a terrible coworker. so the ability to check out from the rest of your life stresses and be able to connect to what you're doing is going to be really really valuable when it comes to sex relationships friendships and even with yourself how do you connect with yourself in moments where it feels like overwhelming to do so another agreement that i want to talk about is leaning into your edge life is uncomfortable growth is uncomfortable Basically, everything we do that is worth doing is going to require that we step out into some kind of weird um, ledge thing. And the difference between that and respecting yourself could be that sometimes that edge of growth is an important part of growing. So... I want you to take time, when you listen to something that is like super offensive or crazy, just think, oh, is this something that makes me uncomfortable because of something that's going on inside of me? And lean into that because it might be an opportunity for growth. Also remember that because we don't know boundaries exist most of the time until they've been crossed, understand that every time you feel uncomfortable, it's an opportunity to learn about what your boundaries are and where they lie. And that's super valuable. And the older we get, if we're lucky, we've taken all of this history of knowledge about stuff we've learned, and it has now become a lot more clarity in terms of what types of relationship and sexual dynamics we're looking for. And that is a huge gift. The next lesson would be confidentiality by request. So this is great in authentic relating when you're talking to strangers, but this should be a cardinal rule of being a person, a human, and a good friend. When you're a child, people tell you that secrets are bad to keep, but you should be the type of person that can keep a secret. You have to be the kind of person that knows when something is a secret and when something is a call for help or is just something that requires intervention. Those are different things. I'm not talking about keeping someone secret about being abused or uh, being in a domestic violence situation. We know how those things end and it's important to intervene. I'm talking about when your friend tells you about an awkward conversation they had with another friend. It's okay to not try to fix it and to just be the bearer of the information. It's okay to not always try to provide a solution. It's okay to not always try to go to the person that the conflict started with to try to fix it. And it is a difficult task to let yourself have secrets that other people hold and not feel responsible for them at all. So it is important to learn to do this, but it's also important to learn with yourself. When information isn't gonna go anywhere for you and you just need to let it go, that is a good skill to keep in mind, at least a good thing to aim for. Our last lesson is gonna be positive regard. I think this might be um, super, super pertinent when it comes to sexual conversations, especially when it comes to sexual taboos, is the knowledge that everyone is kind of doing the best they can and sometimes what they're doing is really bad and sometimes what they're doing is fantastic and it can literally vary from interaction to interaction from one day to the next, every time you meet them, they could be a completely different person. So I want you to think about that in your head. Every time someone says something that you think is offensive, anytime we have a conversation, and I'll say it a million times, I guarantee there are subjects that I cover that make a lot of people run for the hills, but I want you to actually hear me, actually listen, and listen to people around you because sometimes you could learn something. Or if anything, what you're learning is that it's not for you, or you're learning a different perspective and you don't have to accept it. I have this rule. When we look at art, we try not to decide if you like it or not, because that's not how art works. You absorb art by being in its presence, by osmosis. And we live in a society where we try to say that we like something or we don't like something because we want to have an opinion. We've been told that our opinions are valuable and that it's important to be um, kind of authentic and talk about what our opinions are and disclose them quickly, this confessional society that we live in. But I challenge you to now listen to information without making a decision about whether or not you agree without deciding whether or not you like it and seeing if your experience with information is different afterwards, if possibly you could learn a lot more about yourself and about the things around you if you don't have to decide or then defend if you agree or disagree with it. So I challenge you to do that. Just a recap, um, these are the five lessons to respect yourself, to be present, to lean into your edge, confidentiality by request, and holding people in positive regard, assuming that they're trying the best they can. Um, also, that last one really important with partners. Um, like I was saying in the podcast about sex clubs for beginners, there will be times that partners make you upset. And a lot of times, it could be over things that you've actually negotiated before, but things have changed, or this was different. and Sometimes people make mistakes. But understanding that they're really trying, even when we think they're not trying, can change the whole dynamic of how we even have arguments with people and also how we reach solutions. So it's important to keep that in mind all of the time. So let's jump right into what consent looks like. Elements of consent legally include a few different things. And this is consent, sexual consent, not medical consent. So let's Keep in mind that we're talking specifically about how to achieve sexual consent, and this is straight from the Texas Bar um, website. So elements of sexual consent include that the answer must be yes. It has to be a spoken yes. The law says someone has to say yes before it's considered that they've agreed to sex. Um, Some people are not capable of agreeing to sex. A quick list would be children under 16 in Texas. Uh, I think it's 16 and under actually, but 17 is considered an adult in the state of Texas, and they could have permission to legally consent to sex with an adult of any age. Um, If it's someone that's unaware of their surroundings, such as a person on drugs or a person who is very drunk, then that's an immediate no as far as consent. Um, A person who is unconscious is not able to consent in the state of Texas. There are states and countries that allow unconscious people to consent technically, and that obviously creates a lot of legal loopholes. A lot of times it's difficult to say that someone has raped someone else if the person was not awake to notice that they were being raped. But let's be frank, that is an absurd assumption to make. Um, Anybody who, is not capable of agreeing to have sex verbally um, who has the ability to speak regularly um, should not be treated as a person that was able to consent. Also a person who is mentally ill or um, handicapped in terms of um, mental delays is not able to consent in the state of Texas and this causes a whole other set of issues that I'd like to talk about if I end up having time to. I'm very passionate about um, access to pleasure, uh, pleasure access uh, and pleasure justice. I believe in disability justice and I think we need to do better about identifying and negotiating who it is that gets to agree to sex and who it is that gets to have um, access to it. The last legal aspect would be um, to have enthusiastic consent. So the person has to be wanting to say yes. You can't coerce them into it. And of course, the law says that just because you have had sex in the past, that does not mean that every time there in the future, you're agreeing to sex. I want to jump in to this handicap thing. It's make sure I have a chance to, to touch it. So when somebody is mentally or physically disabled, to the point of needing a caretaker, um, and they're unable to advocate for themselves. So for example, if a person was disabled physically and unable to speak, that person would more than likely have their consent rights transferred to their caretaker. In the case of um, people who have been disabled since they were children, that typically looks like their parents have consent uh, transferred to them. But what are the odds that a parent is going to find a person for their disabled Uh, child to then have sex, orgasms, or pleasure with, right? So so you don't have that. That doesn't happen. Um, I've been to talks about the use of sex dolls and robots as a possible outlet for people. As people get older, especially people who don't have the cognitive ability to um, consent to sex or even like engage in flirtations and possibly make it happen on their own, then... these people still deserve access to pleasure, but also they may become very aggravated by the fact that there is no acceptable time to have access to pleasure. If we always tell people that masturbation is in private, what happens if you are always with other people? When do you have private time? What happens when your private time becomes public? And then what rights do you have to access that pleasure? So, I want you guys to think about it. At some point, I'd like to retouch it, probably in another episode, because there's a lot to this. This is really meaty disability justice stuff. Um, When it comes to ethics and sexual consent, there's a few added elements. So we really want someone to have informed consent, understand what they're agreeing to, and to have an expectation that is realistic. So under the guides of ethical sexual consent, You would not have sex with someone who doesn't know that you're married, for example, if it would be something that bothered them. Consent involves the people having all of the information. This also looks like sex work. So if someone agrees to a price for a service, whether or not you agree with it sexual consent would be that they agreed to a service for that price and then if the person who is paying decides not to pay or decides to pay a different amount that was not a consensual transaction okay that is um sexually as we define it 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 was non-consensual another aspect of ethical sexual consent would be um the ability to revoke understanding that at any point during the sexual interaction you feel free to say that you don't want it anymore. If you don't have that ability without coercion and without the feeling that you shouldn't say something or you should and it's not really feeling great but you can't, then it's not technically ethical sexual consent. Um, So it's really difficult because when we have conversations about alcohol and there's a ton of studies being done right now by um, sexology PhDs in this country who are examining sexual consent when it comes to alcohol, And this is what they found. They have found that people tend to feel that they are very aware of their surroundings, are very capable of making good decisions, but that their friends are not. So for example, one of the studies that was done had people during a tailgating party at a college get breathalyzed and take different um, surveys where they were asked, would you let your friend sleep with someone right now? Would you trust yourself to sleep with someone? And it turns out that most of these people were saying that they would not trust themselves to drive a car home, but they would trust themselves to have sex with someone. And of the people that said that, they also, at the same blood alcohol level as their friends, were telling them that they should probably not be trusted to have sex with someone. So it's very interesting. So one thing we should discuss is that legally, it's very difficult to prove when someone has had non-consensual sex. As far as trauma, non-consensual sexual sex can happen in a lot of ways. It's not typically trauma-causing unless a person doesn't feel heard. So if the next day a friend or yourself feels that that should not have happened, people need to acknowledge that. It doesn't matter that you were drunk. It doesn't matter that you instigated the next day test is what I like to call this. How do you feel the next day? That's valid, okay? That doesn't mean that the person should be held responsible for coercion, for coercing you, for instigating. That's not what that means. That means I'm gonna believe you if you tell me the next day that was a shit decision. And we should all do that. If we can do that and be fair to our friends and family and to ourselves and have that validity, Then we create a culture where victims don't feel victimized and we empower the ability that we have to then control in the future our interactions because we feel heard regardless. It's very important. Um, Another element of consent when it comes to coercion and something to consider is that power differentials change the way we consent. For example, if someone is someone's boss Just because you wouldn't get fired anyways doesn't mean that there is a power differential that makes you more likely to say yes to sex. So this has been widely explored in psychology, why we are attracted to people who have dominant positions over us. But technically, as far as consent goes, having sex with someone in a position of power over you is not consent because you are being, on a certain level, coerced. There's a great book about this called um, Sex and Harm in the Age of Consent by Fisher. And I want you to check it out because it even talks about stay-at-home spouses. Once you have become a stay-at-home spouse and rely 100% on the other spouse for support, is it then considered consent every time you have sex? Well, because there's an added power differential and your livelihood is directly related to the other person's satisfaction of you and their joy with you, Then not technically. So we have to redefine what consent means. And we have to talk about um, kind of the loopholes in what consent is. So I'm going to give you some tips for your own consent conversations in the future. Everyone knows about the safe word system, right? Every time you're going to have sex with someone, especially if you're exploring shit, if you're going kinky, then you really want to do, set up a safe word. And the safe, safe word should say something like, well, um... If I don't like what's happening, I'm going to say bee's nest, and you're going to stop immediately. But what we're finding is that people are less likely to use safe words simply because they don't want to interrupt a good moment. So there is an element of coercion just in the system of using safe words. So I'd like to suggest a different system, a traffic light system. When you're with a partner, develop a system where you can say green if the other person's checking in on how you're doing you're not likely to use that color because if you're doing good then nothing's going wrong and you're not going to interrupt yellow is i don't know that i like where this is going let's shift and red means i'm done having sex with you you will find that you're much more likely to hear and use the word yellow because it doesn't mean stop and go away and most of the time when we're sleeping with someone or engaging with them sexually we already have determined that we like them and want them to feel pleasure and give us pleasure. Just sometimes what they're doing might not be exactly what we want and we don't know how to phrase it properly. So try to use that system instead. Um, I'd also like to point out that consent is very much about communication. So having these conversations with people at all times, at every point in your relationship, at every point in your date is really great. It's completely okay to be in the middle of a date with someone and say, how would you feel about coming over to my house later and seeing where it goes? It is not okay to invite someone to your house and expect them to have sex with you. Just because we've created these social norms that sort of already take the words out of how we're negotiating consent, doesn't mean that we can do better and actually shift them back in so that we can be more clear about our expectations and get exactly what we want in the process. Thanks for listening and see you next time. This has been another podcast of Haven Space. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Haven Space by Sarah and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Haven Space by Sarah. If you enjoyed this talk, consider becoming a patron and helping fund more talks like this in the future.